Let's Get Growing is live streamed Saturday mornings on the Urban Gardener YouTube channel at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to come join us for all the great gardening conversations. Welcome, gardeners. I'm Katie, and this is Logan. We're from Temecula, California. You're watching the Urban Gardener channel. Now let's get growing. All right, everyone, here we are. It's our very first show of Let's Get Growing, our weekly gardening live cast here on the Urban Gardener channel. I'm Enoch, and I'm going to be your host today. And this week, we have a really exciting show for you in store. We've got with us our feature guest today is Wendy Fan of wendyland.com. We also have our friend Charles Malky of Ivy Organics joining us for our channel of the week segment. And we're following Amanda from the Ever Hopeful Gardener on Instagram. So be sure to stay tuned for all of these really great guests coming up here in the show. Now, if you are joining with us here live, be sure to go get into the chat box over there and leave us a comment or a question. Let us know what you've got growing on in your gardens this season. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you, and we'll get to some of your questions here later in the show. Now, also, be sure to give us a big thumbs up and hit that like button, and also hit the subscribe button so that you can follow along with all of our garden adventures here on the Urban Gardener channel. Now, one last thing as well, too, we also have a really great website that we put together for you all at letsgetgrowing.live. Be sure to go check out our website, go down to the bottom of the page there and sign up for our newsletter for all of the upcoming news about our show. So again, here we are. It is our very first show. I mean, how exciting is this? Now, also, I want to let you know that uh, Let's Get Growing is a live cast. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, what in the world is a live cast? Well, a live cast is a live stream and a podcast. We are putting this uh, show out on live here on YouTube. And after the show, what we'll do is we will load up this show and its audio into a podcast uh, player uh, anchor of Spotify, and you'll be able to access that anywhere that you get your podcast. So maybe you're puttering around the house doing some work, or you're out in the garden planting all of your upcoming gardens for this year, and maybe you need something to listen to. And you can check out our show in its audio form any time that you like. Now, again, we're really, really excited for this show. And I just really, really, I just can't believe we're alive right now. It's amazing. <laughs> months and months of work has led up to right now. And at the beginning of the show, I really, really do want to give a big shout out to our producer over there, Asia Darling. Hey, everybody. Yes, Asia is back there helping us keep everything together for this show. And also, I do want to give a big shout out to Michelle Hathrell, too. She's our associate producer. She works behind the scenes helping us do all of our social media and helping us book all of our great guests that we have here on the show for you all here each and every week. So again, thank you guys so much for helping make this show happen. 
Now, Let's Get Growing started out as an idea that I had a couple of years ago. I was doing uh, live streams called Wednesday Live here on the Urban Gardener channel, and I eventually found StreamYard along the way and was looking for different ways to be able to kind of, you know, spice it up a little bit, make the show just a little bit more interesting. And with StreamYard, I found a way that we could bring together some of the elements that we've been doing on my channel already by going out and visiting people and getting to see some of these really great gardeners out there and be able to bring them right onto our channel in this show format. So really great to be able to do all of this with you guys and just really, really, again, excited about this show. Now, also, this recently, this last week, I got to go out to Seattle and check out the Northwest Flower and Garden Show. And I'll tell you what, that was a really, really great way to be able to um, get the whole gardening and growing season started. I mean, it was a really, really exciting event with so many things that they had going on there and uh, just so much to pack in in a couple of days. It's just really not possible with everything that they offer up there. And I'll also be having a video that I'm working on editing and putting together here that'll be released hopefully this next week and uh, get to show you all the really cool things they got there. I mean, there's tons of vendors you know, for all sorts of things, you know, that you can use in the garden and around the garden and all of that. And uh, so many plant sales, you know, you see all these plants in the background here that we've got. Uh, I love, love house plants as well as the outdoor plants that I get to grow, but uh, they got so many varieties of them there. There was a ton that I didn't even, I didn't even know existed when it came down to it. So it was really a really awesome element of the show. Plus they have these really cool exhibits that uh, these landscape designers put together. I mean, they are just really, really a work of art when it comes down to it. And I can't wait to be able to show you all of that when it comes to our video coming up here this next week. So be sure to keep an eye out for that on the channel. Another good reason to subscribe to the channel as well. And uh, one of probably the best elements of the whole show though too is these seminars that they put on. They have so many great speakers at this uh, show. I mean, just all day long, it's five day show. It's just packed with different people talking about all sorts of different uh, subjects and uh, when it comes to gardening and a really, really great experience when it comes to that. So I got to meet some really great gardeners, some that I've uh, followed along with as well for many years, like uh, Cisco Morris, who's a Pacific Northwest uh, icon when it comes to gardening and uh, got to go see him and talk with him. Just really, again, a really great experience. And so that leads me to the fact that when I was up there, I got to hang out with one of my really good friends that I've got to meet on this channel early on when I was out um, doing my first features. In fact, probably one of my very first features that I did here on the Urban Gardener was with a gentleman named Mark Boucher Colbert, and he's a garden educator up in Portland, Oregon, as well as a, um, he works and takes care of this really cool uh, rooftop garden on top of a building in downtown Portland uh, for a restaurant and wine bar up there called Noble Rot. So 
uh, Mark is going to be joining with us here on the show each and every week to share his garden knowledge with us in a segment that we're going to call In the Garden with MBC. And again, each week, Mark is going to be joining with us here to share some insights and expertise in all sorts of gardening subjects. But for this week, our very first show, we've got Mark joining with us live. Mark, how's hey, it going? Everybody. What a great Good pleasure. Part. Enoch, congratulations on bringing this dream to reality. Here we are live. We're having this conversation live on Let's Get Growing. That's so exciting. Great job. How about that, right? We are Amazing. here after months of planning. It's finally day of the show. Well, it's testament to your vision and all your hard work because this kind of thing doesn't just pop into reality. It takes a lot of planning, a lot of dreaming, and a lot of uh, just tough work. It's kind of like gardening, right? <laughs> you got you got to just right. be out there and just doing the work. That's right. Absolutely. And it's really, again, great to have you along with this whole project and everything. We've been really good friends ever since we got to meet up on that rooftop few years back and uh so again really great for you to be along doing your segment with us so what oh, i want to yeah, do thrilled. so what i want to do right up at the top of this interview here is kind of dig into your garden story just a little bit that's kind of what we're all about here on the let's get growing show it's talking about all of our garden stories so i want to ask you just a little bit about your gardening experience well i'll tell you this so uh in my first episode that I'm going to do next week, uh, I'm going to go into the mentors and the kind of the motivation for getting into gardening. Cause I'll say this right now. I grew up not gardening at all. I mean, I had no gardening experience prior to college really. And, and just after college is when I sort of experienced that conversion to gardening. Uh, and I think we're similar in that way, right? We both have come to it at a certain yeah. point later in life. We weren't formed in it from the ground up. Uh, so I'm going to get into that a little more next time, but I will say, I'll give you a little bit of my experience over, over the past years. So you mentioned I'm the rooftop gardener at Noble Rot Restaurant. That's a wonderful gig. I've been doing that for 17 years. At the same time, I've been uh, working as garden specialist at Franciscan Montessori Earth School, which is out on the edge of uh, east part of Portland. A wonderful place, uh, and I've had just the time of my life working out there with kids, trying to trying to give them the leg up that I didn't have. You know, give them give them that formation as gardeners from a young age, teach them what real food tastes like, get them interested in the landscape, engaging with the landscape, learning about botany, learning about cooking. It's a multifaceted approach. Really fun to interact with those guys. Um, I've been a microgreens grower for five years. Uh, that kind of ended in the midst of the pandemic, but had five fun years working with chefs in the Portland area, growing microgreens for them. And uh, that, that's a great experience. I love my chefs and I get so much inspiration from them and the artistry that they bring to food. Uh, so I get really jazzed about about what they offer, and and I want to be even a better grower to to please them. Still got that going at Noble Rot, so I still get that connection uh, with the kitchen and the creativity there, which I love. And then um, 
I'm kind of just about to release something big that we'll talk on the channel, I'm sure about in terms of a, uh, a card deck that's for garden design. It's to help you design your garden better and to think through all the things that are involved in garden design, the elements, the values, the way things connect. It's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I've been working on that for a few years and it's finally coming to fruition now. So that's just kind of a smattering. I'm kind of a generalist. Uh, I like dabbling in a bunch of different things and uh, you know, that, and I'm, I'm loving this show because uh, you're, you're, you're feeding me up. You're serving me a buffet of, of all these different incredible people I've never even heard of. And I'm going to get to interact and listen with the, uh, on their garden stories and uh, expand my vision as well. So I'm grateful for that. Yes. Again, really, really awesome to have you along with us doing your segment. And we really all look forward to all the things that you're going to have offered for us each and every week in your segment. Um, Again, I did mention here at the top of the show that I traveled up to Seattle to go and check out the Northwest Flower and Garden Show. I'm telling you, that was such an amazing experience. And that's something that you turned me on to a few years ago. So we've got to attend a couple of times together, especially this last time was so much fun. So uh, tell me, what did you get out of the show? Tell us a little bit about your experience with the show as well, too. Well, uh, you know, Elliot Coleman, who's a, who's a, uh, an amazing gardener and garden thinker and writer from, from the East Coast, he talks in his book about one percenters. When you reach a certain stage of gardening, you know, you're, you're just trying to get the next cool little insight. You're trying to just trawl the great sea of garden knowledge out there and pick up one or two great tips. So for me, the show is you know, it's not just about 1%. I mean, I think I get about 21 percenters. So 20% increase in knowledge just by talking to vendors, talking to the people who have created these great display gardens, going to listen to amazing lectures. I heard a great one on, on uh, two in a row. I sat through botanical Latin was, was perfect and wonderful. I, I went and bought the guy's book. I loved his presentation. And then I, there was a great designer uh, from the East coast who talked about circles, uh, lines and tangents in in garden design i was like this is amazing so you just get these incredible people who are sharing their perspectives on gardening uh you and i talked with a couple of the designers of the display gardens super rich we heard all the inside stories we heard how they were sweating it out the night before because they had some leaks in their water feature we heard how they you know just move heaven and earth to make those display gardens so it's it's about the information, but it's also about the relationships and just the pure inspiration and also the fragrance. I mean, they import about 40,000 flowers in there. So just a wall of fragrance that hits you. And it's like, I am ready for the season now. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we were, we were really uh, enjoying all of the smells that are there. Mm. Things that, you know, with the video that I'm going to put out this next week, you just don't get to, you know, you, there's not smell a vision when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> we need so, to offer you know, scratch and scratch and sniff cards that we can send to people while they're watching the video. Sure. Oh yeah. It was just amazing. And, you know, again, to all of these displays that these really, you know, these landscape artists, Mm-hmm. We're putting together with this thing is just just spectacular the sort of stuff they're able to do um i why don't you give us a little bit of information that you know about how how they get these all put together 
Well, you know, it's interesting to talk about pe- to, to various designers with their process because some people start right now. They're putting their team together. Often it's a, it's a landscape designer and then maybe they work with a greenhouse company. They work with a nursery. They, they pull together a team of creative people who are creating these designs because they have multi elements in, in a, you know, they must have about a 30 by 30 space, maybe some of them, some are smaller, but they might have a, a water feature, you know, that with a waterfall, it's six, six feet high. They have a big greenhouse. They have a little sitting area with a theme. It's just incredible. And then a huge landscaping all around with all these plants that have been brought in all covered with um, uh, some kind of mulch. So, you don't. the plants are still in their pots, they're going back to the nursery after the show, but it looks like it's just a carpeting and you don't see the pots and you, you know, you can dream that this is the perfect garden you've just stumbled into. So some people are working on this for months and months, but we also met a designer who was called in two weeks prior and, and she's a new designer and she just banked out an incredible design in two weeks. A lot of these people are working on the fly. They're like, we get the materials, but we don't know where it's going to go. We place it. They have cranes bringing in 12 ton rocks into the big uh, assembly hall. It's, it's mind blowing what, what, what can be done and, and the, the level of stress, but also the level of creativity that these designers can exhibit. Yeah, really, really awesome. I'm so looking forward to actually going through all this footage and putting that video together for everybody able to see for themselves right here on our channel. So again, Keep an eye out for that video coming up here this week, as well as a video that we put together, the top 10. With top Mark 10. Jacob, the top 10 things that Mark loved the most about the show. So we'll also have that video coming out as well, too. So my last question for you here, Mark, is um, what can everybody expect from this really awesome segment that you put together for us in the garden with NBC? Well, yeah, even though this is a live show, my segment's going to be pre-recorded. I'll be on here sometimes live, but with you, but mostly pre-recorded. So I'm going to be covering topics in gardening, and I'm going to be bouncing around between the various locations where I garden. So for example, sometimes I'm going to be up at Noble Rot on the rooftop, and I'll do a segment of reviewing all the hand tools that I use up there. So that's definitely going to be one of the segments in the first 10. Uh, I'm going to review books that are really inspiring or great reference books that I like. I'm going to be talking, I'm going to be down in my grow room talking about light in the grow room and starting your own plants and what you need to think about in terms of light. Uh, I'm going to look at stocking. Oh yeah. Stocking the pantry, like what you want to have at the beginning of the season in your arsenal. So you're ready to go for all the different garden situations that can come up. So topical things like that. If you have suggestions, send them to me. I'd love to cover some things that people really want to know about, but I'll also be just sampling my life as a gardener. I'll be out at school sometimes looking at our school garden out there and then in my, in my front and backyard garden as well. Awesome. Awesome. Again, we all really, really look forward to this segment coming up each and every week here on the Let's Get Growing show with our good friend and garden educator, Mark Brochet-Colbert. And again, Mark, thank you so much for joining with us live here on the show this week. Enoch, thanks for inviting me into this adventure. I, I can't wait. Thank you. 
Awesome. Awesome. Again. Yeah. When I first came up with the idea of doing this show, I just knew that I had to bring along my friend Mark to do a segment for us because he really is just a really knowledgeable person when it comes to gardening and all of that. And just really what he does in uh, garden education and teaching kids to garden and all of that is exceptional. And again, I'm just really, really looking forward to his segment coming up and I hope all of you tune in each and every week in order to check that out as well. And also again, as he mentioned too, is you can get down into the comments if you're watching live or if you're watching the replay, you can get down in the comments and you can throw some suggestions towards Mark about some things that maybe you might want to see in his segment, maybe some things you might want to learn about in the garden. So um, now it's time for, one of my favorite segment ideas that we came up for the show, and this one is a really good one for all of you who are watching our show to get involved with as well, too. You can get in onto our website and check out the Get Involved tab to um, submit one of your garden stories. So... Right off the bat, for our very first show here on Let's Get Growing, I thought for our garden story segment, what we would do is share with you all my garden story to get us all started. Now, my garden story began about 12 years ago when a friend brought me a small cucumber start. I have a, had a lifelong love of growing plants and never had grown an outdoor food-bearing plant before. So I immediately went to YouTube to find videos on how to care for this small plant. Now at the time, I was living in an upstairs apartment and my only indoor space or outdoor space was a balcony. I purchased a larger pot and soiled and made sure it was watered throughout the growing season. Then as summer rolled on, the cucumber took over the whole balcony and it bared so many fruits. Now, as I harvested those fruits and shared them with my daughter who loves cucumbers, my passion for growing food in small spaces was born. Now, that winter, I moved to Southern Oregon and with a little more space, I began to build my current garden, utilizing a cement patio, some of our alleyway spaces, and I had a flat carport rooftop. Now, after a few years of growing in these various small spaces, family, friends, and my neighbors encouraged me to share my unique garden. So with a bit of photography and journalism experience, in the spring of 2017, I started my YouTube channel, The Urban Gardener, highlighting my garden and visiting other cool gardens and gardeners. Today, it has grown beyond my imagination and I've had the pleasure of meeting and interviewing many great gardeners. And now I have the thrill of hosting this show for all of you here. So that's my garden story. I love to hear all of your garden stories as well. So be sure to go check out our website at letsgetgrowing.live and go to the Get Involved tab up at the top of the page where you can submit a form there to share your garden story with all of us here on the show. And also, if you want to, in that Get Involved tab, there are the audience introductions, which you saw we had uh, some good friends 
introducing our show for us that we will do every single week. I believe we had Katie and Logan from Temecula, California this week. So go and check that out at our website and all of the other information for our show as well. And again, go sign up for that newsletter too. Okay, so for our next segment, we're going to be looking at some of the great gardeners of Instagram. Are you, are, you, are you following me? Are you following me, dude? Now this week for our Are You Following segment, we are following Amanda of the Ever Hopeful Gardener on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. She has been evolving as a gardener for the last 15 years. Her social media is a mix of humor and education as she believes there is always something more to learn about gardening, but having fun is the most important. Where she once grew vegetables in her backyard, she has expanded into cut, into cut flowers, medicinal herbs, and all things compost. Amanda currently composts four different ways, including cold, hot, worm, and bokashi. Amanda is passionate about the benefits of composting, both for your garden and the environment. Soil health and soil science has become a particular passion. She moves towards not just organic, but regenerative gardening. All right, so for we've got Amanda joining with us here today on our very first Let's Get Growing show. It is so great to have you with us, Amanda. Thanks again for uh, joining with us today. You are welcome. I'm glad to be here. I have to say I really loved that intro with the guy yelling, are you following me? That was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. I, I That was actually one of the very first introductions I made. And I, I was just, I, I myself couldn't stop laughing for quite a while when I saw that video the first time. So <laughs> I'm glad you really liked it. And again, I'm really glad that you've joined with us for our very first show. It's really awesome to have here, have you here with us. And um, so Right off the bat, I want to dig again, like I was saying to uh, Mark, one of the big things that we do here in the Let's Get Growing show is to kind of talk about our garden stories. So I was just wondering a little bit about how you got started gardening. Oh, gosh. Let's see if I can sum up <laughs> it all in 30 <laughs> seconds for you. Um, I got started gardening because I was a new homeowner and a newlywed, but I didn't have a yard. So I did containers on my deck. I didn't watch shows or read books or really know what I was doing, except to buy whatever they had at Lowe's or Home Depot. I didn't start things from seed. Um, so that is my origin story. And over the last 15 years, like the bio said, I've completely evolved in terms of how I think about gardening and working with nature instead of trying to control it. Um, and then joining Instagram well, I had my personal account, but three years ago, like everybody else, I joined Instagram as a gardener. Uh, during quarantine. And the last three years of being on Instagram in the gardening community have been the most expansive in my gardening um, timeline in terms of the amount I've learned and evolved and changed. And I'm so thankful to the gardening community on Instagram because I, people recommend books and scientists, and there is so much to learn. And I had no idea about any of it. I started composting because of Instagram. I started regenerative gardening because of Instagram, uh, which kind of sounds weird because most of us think social media, <laughs> but it does have its upside. 
Yes, absolutely. And I've really enjoyed the same same sort of thing when it's came to doing my channel and everything and almost got a pretty similar story as I started with gardening just a little, little bit later on as well too. And gardening is just a really amazing, amazing hobby or, you know, just a great thing to be doing when it comes to taking care of, uh, you know, your home and all that sort of stuff to be able to be a little bit more self-sustainable. Now, I wanted to ask you, though, when it comes to gardening, what do you enjoy growing the most in your garden? Tomatoes. I mean, such a cliche answer, <laughs> but I do keep it, um, you know, I keep it interesting with the tomatoes because I don't grow the same tomatoes every year. I always grow like four that I know I'm going to like and be happy with. And then I do like nine or 10 brand new to me tomatoes. And usually there's a theme. Um, so one year it was all like super weird looking tomatoes or unusual looking ones. And this upcoming year, it's going to be all different kinds of cherry tomatoes. And because I was influenced by Instagram, I saw someone post a giant bowl filled with like 12 different types of cherry tomatoes. It was the most gorgeous picture. And so that influenced my tomato gardening for this year. So tomatoes. Absolutely. You know, tomatoes again, and it is kind of one of those things. Everybody loves growing tomatoes. Uh, I do as well. And I do it very similar to you too, as well. I kind of have a theme each and every year. I have a, a back kind of fence line on the back part of the party property. And what we do is we put about 10 different varieties each year. And um, this last year for my theme, we were growing um, dark tomatoes. Oh, I and love that. Yeah, so we had like the Cherokee purples and the uh, true black brandy wines. I even had this uh, Ukrainian variety called Black from Tula. So those were just some really awesome ones. Plus we had, um, again, a bunch of other different varieties of tomatoes. But the one thing I found here in the area where I grow in in Southern Oregon is we've been going through some of these like West Coast heat waves and all of that. And so one of my big issues this last year was production on my tomato plants yeah. because of the heat. So, you know, when it gets a little too hot, you know, up above 90, you know, into the 90s, especially 95 and above. I mean, we had a record number of 100 degree days this last year. And in between those 100 degree days, it wasn't getting much below 95 either. Mm -hmm. So that is just terror for tomato plants. And they just start dropping those flowers and fruits and everything. So my goal this next year and my theme is going to be heat tolerant tomato plants because, are you going to share are you going to share with everybody your results of like what you find to be really heat tolerant because i would like to take notes yes absolutely because again with uh, with not having so much production and i really enjoy the tomatoes and all of that um i did have one or two varieties one especially called big red chief and i grew this one actually in a large pot it was probably i'd say almost a 10 gallon pot and you know when you're growing tomatoes in a container you don't you're not really expecting you know really big size tomatoes on some of those larger tomato varieties but big red chief really just kind of uh you know, just blew me away with its production and the size of tomatoes I was getting even throughout all of that really hot, intense weather, you know, uh, and it, and they were right directly in the sun too. So we'll definitely be growing more of those. And I'll be also looking out for a bunch of other different types of heat tolerant tomatoes. But real quick to answer that question though, for myself more so is I like growing peppers. 
I think peppers is my big theme each and every year that I grow. And I love growing all sorts of varieties of peppers. Hot and sweet. Hot and sweet. But actually over the last few years, I've moved more away from the hotter ones. I mean, I like growing them because there's just so many interesting pods. And so, you know, and, the, and especially the hot ones grow those, uh, you know, grow into these really, really cool looking pods. And um, I just consume more of the sweeter peppers, Yeah. you know, so, you know, it just makes a lot more sense, you know, to grow what you eat for the most part, but at the same time, you know, you got to experiment and have some fun with things too. Can I, can I ask if you have a favorite hot pepper? favorite hot pepper that I've grown. I'd have to say it was probably this last year. Now, mind you, I'm not eating very many of them. If I make and grow a hot pepper, I'm probably going to be making like a powder or something out of it, mm -hmm. maybe to kind of like, you know, if I'm going to add it to food. I can kind of take it down a notch when it comes to the heat. But uh, Prima Tolly was the, was told to me to be the hottest pepper that anybody's ever eaten. And so I grew this pepper out and I actually had a friend who right at the beginning of the season volunteered himself to eat this pepper. And we actually did a live stream a few months back with him eating and trying out the Prima Tolly pepper. And, and, and I'll tell you, he did regret that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. No, thank you. It was terrible. It was terrible. But again, you know, I grow the pepper plants because there's just such a wide array of variety mm -hmm. of them all. The plants all grow in different ways. They all have each their own little bit of temperament that they have that you got to kind of learn a little bit, and especially when it comes to growing some of those hotter varieties, really interesting pods. But again, I really enjoy the sweeter peppers, you know, bells. There's one called Edvarsky that I really liked this last year. Edvarsky was really cool. So yeah, those sort of things I love and grow each and every year because I love them so much. Now, I guess the opposite of that question is, is there anything in the garden that you least like growing or are is more difficult anyways um some of the brassicas hate me i cannot grow a brussels sprout or a cauliflower to save my life i can do kale i can do broccoli I cannot do cabbage brussels sprouts or cauliflower and i've probably been trying to grow them for the last seven years and last summer was the first year i was like i'm done i give up <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, I guess we garden really a lot alike because that seems to be one of my issues too. Brassicas. Oh, I don't know what it is. I try each and every year. I get some successes with some of them. Um, Brussels sprouts. Actually, the story behind that one for me is I've tried a couple of years in a row to grow Brussels sprouts and I gave up probably the third year of trying, but I just let the plants stay in there. And yeah. I was completely surprised without doing anything or messing around with them at all. When it came around to that winter time, they really just took off and I ended up getting a bunch of Brussels sprouts off of them. So it was my only success was really just kind of forgetting about them. Like, forget it. I'm done with you. <laughs> and then that's when they were like, okay, well, if you're done with me, well, then I'm going to, I'm going to show you what I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, you talked about there in your bio about composting. So you've been really digging into composting, right? So tell us a little bit about uh, the benefits of the different types of composting that you've been doing. I am certifiably, certifiably obsessed with compost. It is the best thing you can do for your garden. It is made from things you are going to throw away from inside and outside of your house. Um, it ties in with all of what we're learning about 
these days with soil science. I mean, it's only been like the last 40 years that scientists have understood why there is all the things that there are in healthy soil and what roles, different roles they play. And adding compost to your soil is going to add all that microbiology, all the bacteria, the fungi, the microarthropods, the earthworms, the nematodes. There are good nematodes. They're not all bad. It's going to add that to your soil. And what that's going to do is it's going to actually let you be more of a lazy gardener because if the plants have, if there's that life in the soil, the plants are able to control their nutrition and get fed what they want when they want it in the right amount and the right form. So you can, you don't have to fertilize. I I don't fertilize my garden. I just top dress with compost or I do a soil drench of compost tea and I don't have to pay for the compost because I'm making it myself. And there's so many different ways you can do it. That there is a way for every person, no matter how much energy or space you have to compost. And the the benefits are just, I can't even, I can't even describe it. It truly is the best way. And I've been digging more into compost myself these last few seasons and all of that. And like you said, really most any space, you can find a way to start breaking down some of that stuff that you've got going on in your garden or you're trying to get rid of as garden waste and all of that too. So you also have some worm bins. I do. I do. I have one worm bin. I would love to have like 10 worm bins or to create like a giant <laughs> worm farm. <laughs> I got it like a baby steps. I've got so much like that I want to do. I have to like say, okay, what, what do I want to do most? And right now one worm bin is working just fine. We're going to leave it there. Um, but a worm bin is such an easy, non-smelly, non-messy, inexpensive way because you don't have to buy a worm bin. You can make your own for like $6 and 98 cents. You got to buy the worms, but the bin can cost you $6 and 98 cents. Um, so it's inexpensive. It's easy. Kids love it. Oh, hey, go, hey, Johnny, go feed the worms. Okay. <laughs> so there's just, there's no downside. And worm castings are even more beneficial, believe it or not, than compost. Yes, yes. And again, my big goal this year is to get my worm bin going. And I also purchased a very inexpensive container and all of that. So I've got ideas when it comes to setting up and uh, doing a worm bin this year, as well as some of the other composting and everything. So uh, last question for you here, too, as we have you here for our Instagram segment. What was it that made you decide to go out and start sharing all of your gardening on Instagram? I was lonely. <laughs> it was during quarantine. It was during quarantine. Everybody was stuck at home. And my husband and I decided uh, we've got nothing to do. Let's build a garden shed. And then I'm like, well, maybe, you know, not everybody's going to want to hear on my regular Instagram about the garden shed. So I'll just create my own account. And so it just started with building the garden shed. And then I started meeting all these other gardeners and it was such a great community and I was learning. And so I started posting all my gardening stuff and in it's, it'll be three years in May. And it, I could never have imagined what it would turn into when I started it three years ago. It has been so awesome because the, you know, social media has its downsides for sure. Uh, but the gardening community especially is so good. Yes, absolutely. And again, similar, I uh, got on and started doing all of my gardening and sharing with people online. And it was really one of the best things I ever did in getting to join in with the gardening community. Like you were saying about social media, um, so much, you know, just wrong with certain things that are out there. And I just, when I got into gardening and decided to start sharing, 
I wiped out anything that wasn't gardening in my social media. So every time I go on anything, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or anything like that, all I see on my timeline is gardeners, gardening projects, people sharing gardening and all that sort of stuff. And it really is wonderful. It's the, it, it really is the best uh, community out there is the gardening community. And, yep. and uh, yeah. And then after doing all of that, you ended up right here on our show. Let's get growing. And it's been such a pleasure to have you with us here today, this week for our very first show. So again, thank you so much for joining with us here and sharing all of your gardening stories with us. You are welcome. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Kit Amanda. Let's Get Growing is sponsored by Ivy Organic. Ivy Organic all-purpose fertilizers offer your plants everything they need to have the most productive, fruitful, and longest-lasting lives. For all plants, including your fruit trees, vegetables, ornamentals, and roses and flowers, in-ground or potted plants, young and established, the six macronutrients that all plants need. Macronutrients are those elements that plants need in abundance and include nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, magnesium, sulfur, and calcium. Nitrogen helps with the greening of the plants and the growth. Phosphorus for abundance of flowers and fruits plus drought tolerance. Potassium is for disease resistance, root development, and strength. Magnesium is the heart of the chlorophyll molecule, which is responsible for photosynthesis, converting waters and carbon dioxide with light energy into sugar molecules. Sulfur helps green pale plants turn dark green and necessary for optimal plant metabolic processes. And calcium, the building block of all plant cell walls. Ivory Organic all-purpose fertilizers have it all in both the Super and Premium Blend products. The Super Blend simply has a higher percentage of the macronutrients plus azomite, which is derived from volcanic ash deposits to offer your plants many of the micronutrients too. The product can be applied to the soil or as a foliar feed and even as a supplement to your compost tea. Ivory Organic all-purpose fertilizers are organic, effective USA-made products to maximize the productivity, health, and life of all plants and trees. Keep growing with Ivory Organics and wishing you all happy gardening. So, all right, during this portion of the show each week, we want to be able to interact with everybody who's been joining in with the show through the questions and comments. But this is our very first show and we're just trying to get some things figured out. We kind of run into our very first hitch here as we're not getting our comments fed into our program. But we really, really do appreciate everybody getting in the chat box there and sharing all of your questions and comments with us. So again, keep it up. We'll check out some of those questions later on and we'll see if we can't get that all set up. Now, one of the other things that we're going to be doing during this segment of the show also, too, is we're going to be introducing each week a question or a poll that we're going to uh, ask on our Facebook group. Now, this week's question is, what do you enjoy most about gardening? Now, if you'd like to participate with our weekly question or poll, just go out and join our group, the Let's Get Growing group on Facebook. And all you gotta do is click the link in the description below to join our gardening community. And we will show some of your answers to the question or poll in our next week's show. So again, go join our group. We'd love to have you there. We'll see you in our growing community. Hi, my name is Nathan. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Rachel. 
So, all right, this is our channel of the week segment for our first show here. And we got with us Charles Malky of Ivy Organic. It's really great to have Charles. He's a really great friend and supporter of the Urban Gardener channel. And uh, thanks again, uh, Charles, for joining with us here for our very first show and our first channel of the week segment. Thank you so very much, Enoch and the Urban Gardener and the Let's Get Growing podcast for having myself and the Ivory Organics brand here to share all of our gardening tips and advice to help make this your best growing season. Awesome. Awesome. Again, awesome of you to join with us. Um, not only are you our channel of the week this year or this week, <laughs> you are also our sponsor for the show this year. And uh, I just want to let everybody know that uh, Ivy Organic is America's leading garden product YouTube channel. And you got nearly 200,000 subscribers, Charles. That's amazing. I remember when I first met you, it was probably, you were probably oh just in the low tens of thousands of subscribers and to see your channel really skyrocket like that that has been awesome so why don't you tell everybody about how uh how long you've been making uh gardening videos and lessons on your channel though so ivory organics is a fairly young company and as you said um the fact that we've grown to become america's leading garden product youtube channel is it's, it's mind-blowing um, we started in 2015 and we started off with our first product was the Ivory Organic 3-in-1 Plant Guard, which is basically a product that will protect your trees from damaging summer sunburn, winter sun scald, insects, and rodents. It's basically born off the concept that traditionally dates back to BC times with um, basically the gardening concept known as whitewashing, which is simply painting your tree trunks and lower branches of the tree predominantly to protect your plants from weather extremes and the last 50 years most gardeners have been resorting to just putting paint on their trees and paint is you know designed to go on your home and last on your home for 100 years but you put it on your trees and within a year or two all that paints in your soil and probably for 100 years or more and so we wanted to fill in that niche of whitewashing and the shocking thing is We've taught at garden centers across America, and we've noticed that gardeners that have been growing for 20, 30 plus years would never whitewash or even consider painting their trees. And the concept of whitewashing is so important to the tree, because you can imagine here we are in spring planting new trees, and in, whether they be tomatoes or peppers, smaller plants, um, there basically aren't any plants that our products can't help basically with transplant shock, as well as basically helping to curb weather extremes. And now we've designed them. Again, these are all organic armory registered to help benefit now even organic orchards that can't use latex paint in their orchards. We've given them an all organic alternative. And since 2015, when we started on YouTube and our brand um, you know, began entering stores, we basically gain the support um, on the first 200 videos on just simply teaching whitewashing with our three-in-one plant products, which is simply these base powders, which use traditional um, like BC time applications of um, using limestone or mica, and it has both of those, in addition to diatomaceous earth, which has insect um, repellent protection as well. 
But the cool thing about the product is it also has um, milk casins in there, which also help create that bond that makes it as long lasting as um, a latex paint. And again, the goal is you're offering this protection to the tree for about, you know, the goal is a year or two before reapplying to help curb those weather extremes, the hottest days of summer, the coldest days of winter. And there's now the option of using different colors as well. You can do colors brown, green, Sorry. we've also got gray, grayish, so that you can actually match better the color of your tree trunk and still offer those protections. And then for our yellow label, there's basically these two products. There's a yellow one and a blue one. The yellow one has plus oil and the blue one is without the oil and the oils within the pint. And this pint makes about five gallons or the equivalent of about 22 to 25 of these spray bottles that you can then spray again on your peppers and squash and your tomatoes and um, all of your plants that you're planting or up potting and even your entire tree structure when you go to, um, you know, planting it this spring. And then you'll basically use the brush on application. Um, and again, it comes in the dry form so you can create that brush on application. And then the ones that come with the oils um, are these yellow labels and the oils include cinnamon, castor, clove, garlic, peppermint, rosemary, and spearmint. These seven natural oils are um, offer insect repellent and rodent repellent protection to those trees. Then you basically brush on the solution onto the tree. Yeah, those are some really, really awesome products and everything that you have to offer there on your Ivy Organic store. And um, now, one of the things I wanted to ask you about too is, you know, your channel overall. You go and do all of these really cool collaborations and garden lessons and all of that. So tell us a little bit about what your channel has to offer its viewers. So we. We've been teaching, like the way we started the whole collaboration and in, in Enoch, I really appreciate, you know, us getting to know one another. Our first, um, I think, collaboration we did on the Ivory Organics YouTube channel, as well as the Urban Gardener YouTube channel, was about, I think, three, maybe even four years ago um, when we first got together. And since then, I think we both understood the value of helping and supporting one another. And from that, I know you introduced me to the late Bloomer um, Gardening Show with Kay Cottrell. And, um, and then from there, I, I've got a list of, of other um, paths that's taken us on as well. But the whole goal is to continue networking. I'd like to share maybe some of these, you know, um, other gardeners that we're both going to be hopefully working with later on this year and sharing um, through the Let's Get Growing podcast. And um, the goal is simply sharing the education. I just as Amanda, your last guest that you had here and, you know, what sparked that you know, inspiration to get into gardening. Um, for me, it stems all the way from my earliest memories, four or five years gardening with mom in the backyard, watching my grandfather who would garden about eight hours a day every day. And then my pre-med background where um, most of my education was again in botany as I knew plants were the equivalent of medicine and the majority or significant percentage of the pharmaceuticals and medicinal drugs that are out there are derived from plants. And I knew that plants offered health and all of that like really intrigued me. Um, and that's basically what I bring to the Ivory Organics YouTube channel is this education that comes from my childhood, from the my ancestry, my late you know grandfather who I'd spend many hours every single week with and, and learning from him and then my education at the university. Um, and then it's just meeting with people like you 
and other growers across America. And you just constantly learn and you constantly share. And together, we continuously grow. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I remember so well that first time of getting to meet you there too. And I'll just share with everybody that story. Um, I was down in Los Angeles and I had a bunch of meetups that I was doing for some feature videos on the channel. And I had a big list of people I wanted to go meet when I was down there, but I could only do so many. And uh, one day I was down there and uh, the person I was planning to meet up with was uh, had something come up and we ended up having to cancel last minute and you were pretty much right next on my list of who I wanted to go and see and meet up with, but, uh, didn't have time for. So I called you up and, and was literally like last minute, like, Hey, Charles, you want to get together? You want to make a video? Let's do this. You know? And you were just so excited about it and really just really came through in the clutch when it, when it, when it came down to it. And we ended up meeting up at the million drops there where you were teaching gardening lessons for people there in your local community in Los Angeles to uh, homeless people there that had a really cool uh, church kind of garden that allowed them to be able to go in and uh, learn gardening and all of that. And you helped teach them that you want to tell us a little bit about that experience there. Yeah, so a million drops is local to where I live here in Los Angeles, and it caters to basically offering services to those in need. Um, at the basic level, um, we're talking about food, we're talking about you know blankets, clothing, um, you know, and and all you know all the resources that you need to hopefully get by day by day. And what we came in and brought to the organization is they had a garden on their property and they weren't using it, and so. We basically brought the plants and we brought the compost and we brought the mulch and we brought the Ivory Organic brand products and we started growing things there and, and basically turning the things that we grew into meals. And obviously, instead of a pizza that you're going to buy, you know, from the local pizza place, we're making bruschetta from the garden and we're enjoying, you know, the things that we're harvesting from the garden and um, and it was such a wonderful experience. The other one of the coolest things we did is we took cuttings from my backyard orchard of the passion fruit vine. And together they got to see how you can easily root um, plants. And then we simply attached it to a fence. And my goal was we basically put in gallon containers, these passion fruit cuttings that they got to take with them wherever they may be um, living or, you know, if they can find a fence and attach it and basically create a privacy fence and then hidden behind those leaves are delicious and nutritious passion fruits. And a single vine can easily support hundreds of fruit. And we've successfully accomplished that at the million dollar um, facility. And um, it's quite a sight to see from planting to within two to three years, thousands of fruit as a result of our efforts. Yeah, that's, that is a really amazing part. And that was really kind of cool for me too, was to be there when you were first getting those put in and set up into their spaces there. And then I came back another uh, couple of years later to visit you again for some other projects we did. And I got to drive by there and see how it turned out. And like you said, it was just this really cool wall of a plant there. And I'll tell you what, there is no more amazing flower than the passion fruit, fruit flower, just just a really cool flower. And it was cool to see this uh, whole fence line just kind of filled with those and the fruits and everything too. So 
so now here for the last question I wanted to ask for you there too is that um, one of the things I know about you is that you kind of have a pre-med and legal background and everything. I was just wondering if you could kind of let us know a little bit about how that works into how you got started with your channel and uh, also kind of include there some of the favorite things that you have to make videos about for your channel. Absolutely. Um, I do feel like that's, again, what defines us from the rest. We have been always in kind of our brand surrounds the fact that we're creating innovative, organic, and then the word effective, because some people say organics are not effective. So it's innovative, organic, effective, and then USA made products so that we're delivering the highest you know, quality products to, again, help organic commercial orchards as well as backyard growers grow the best food that ultimately, you know, will be benefiting your health and your family's health. And for us, we always even have surplus we share with our neighbors too. The goal is to keep doing what's best. And um, in regards to the background, my background is pre-med. I spent three years doing cardiothoracic surgery research. And one of the coolest projects I worked on was um, basically encapsulating um, amicacin, and we're using basically fat cells to um, encapsulate antibiotics, which is the amicacin. And when you put it at the side of surgery, what would happen is the body would be breaking down the lipids or the fats, releasing amicacin, the antibiotic, at the side of the injury, so that for oral antibiotics that break down quickly, and you've got to keep taking it every few hours throughout the day. By inserting the antibiotics at the site of surgery, again, encapsulating the fats, as the body breaks that down over the course of a, you know, several days to a week or so, you basically have the protection of antibiotics for a long term exactly where you want it. And similarly, what we've done is we've taken these base powders that are encapsulating these seven natural garden oils. And when you simply apply oil alone, it simply dissipates in a matter of hours, maybe a few days. But when you encapsulate it, you're offering long-term protection to those surfaces that you're basically coating. So again, when it comes to your um, transplants, it could be your little you know, starter plants. Um, by spraying it, you're basically making it more pest-proof so that they get off to an excellent start and that you don't lose what you've started in your garden. And then again, even for your bigger plants, you just get them off to you know, you're basically alleviating these stresses to the plant, whether it be too hot, um, even an 80 degree day for a brand new plant might just be too much. Um, and again, by whitewashing the entire structure, the plant is just going to get off to a much better start. And you're going to see more growth. You're going to have higher yield. The whole plant is going to be more productive if you whitewash the plant. And then we basically went into the fertilizers as well as we saw another hole in the fertilizer business as everyone is just simply teaching NPK. And any of you out there that are watching right now, you can actually just do a Google search on what are the plant macronutrients, which is defined as nutrients that plants need in abundance. And the answer is always six. So you got your NPK for your nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, but you also need magnesium, sulfur, and calcium. Magnesium is the heart of the chlorophyll molecule. Sulfur is very important in the metabolic processes of the plant. And then calcium, which makes up close to about 30% of the plant's weight, is in the cell walls of all the plants. So if the soil is lacking in any of the macronutrients, it's going to affect your overall performance of the plant. And Ivory Organic is proud to have developed, you know, a product that offers your plants all six plant macronutrients, plus we've added azomite to this. And a lot of growers that have more than a few years of experience know the value of azomite 
is simply crushed volcanic rock. So it's delivering a lot of the micronutrient nutrition of the plant. Um, and then the legal background, um, I ended up diverting from pre-med to law and practicing in Florida for almost 10 years before the Ivory Organics brand was born. But the legal part has been very important and instrumental in the patenting, the trademarking, the licensing, working with the state, the federal, um, all the rules and regulations that govern, you know, being in business, um, the legal has been um, instrumental. So when I communicate and when I teach, I feel like I'm offering something a little bit different than what most people are doing just because I come in with, um, one, the experience from the family, the experience from the university, the experience from meeting with people like you um, and other growers across America. And um, I kind of take the scientific, um, you know, I, you know, I've, I've got to see and watch and learn and, and bring the science, you know, into everything. And one of the questions you shared also in regards to your Facebook group is, um, you know, what really hooked you or, or, or got you into gardening? And even though I grew up with gardening my entire life, the thing that really hooked me is grafting. When I saw grafting at age 12 or 13, that's when I was hooked. And um, for me, I always thought gardening was going to be a hobby. And I'm like over the moon and excitement over the fact that I get to wake up every day and do this for my full-time job. And, um, and it's truly thanks to, again, all the subscribers out there, um, all the followers. And even if you haven't bought and you're watching this for the first time, just simply subscribing to the Ivory Organics YouTube channel helps sharing this with your gardening friends and family. Um, and just reach out to us, you know, communicate with us and let's together we grow. And, um, and it's really just this, this sense of community creates the support, even if you're not a buyer, but we prefer that you be a buyer as well. Yeah, and the same thing to the let's, um, let's get growing podcast and the urban gardener on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the platforms. It's so easy and it's free to simply subscribe and follow. And that shows you support their efforts and it makes a really big deal in the social networking world. Um, and I really appreciate this opportunity and, and thank you so very much for having us here. Absolutely, Charles. It's really great to have you here again for our very first channel of the week on our very first Let's Get Growing show. And again, thank you so much for joining with us here today. Thank you, Ian. All right. Absolutely. Really great. One of the other things I want to say about Ivy Organic is that it's a great family channel right there that they have there too. A lot of people wonder about the name IV, whether it's for or it's like an IV when it comes to the hospital or anything like that, but it's really a family channel and IV stands for his children's name. So um, great family business there that you can support. And one of the great ways of supporting our show here, the Let's Get Growing show, is to support our sponsors. And go to ivyorganic.com and check out some of those great products that Charles is talking about that, that they have there. And you can use our promo code GROW10, that's G-R-O-W-10, at their website and get 10% off of all of their products. And now it's time for our featured guest of the show. Now this week's featured guest is our very first featured guest on the Let's Get Growing show, a really good friend of ours of the Urban Gardener channel. 
And that's Wendy of wendyland.com. Wendy gardens out of Los Angeles, California, and truly specializes in small space gardening. She has been covering her garden adventures on her YouTube channel that, again, you can find a link to down below in the description. So be sure to go check out all of those links that we have for all of our great guests that we've had here today. And now let's welcome Wendy to the show. Hey, Wendy. Hey. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Enoch. And hi, everyone. Uh, thrilled to be on your first show. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's really great. Um, in fact, you're probably, again, one of my very first interviews that I got to do several years back <laughs> at the National Heirloom Expo in 2017 when my channel was just a little itty bitty thing and I was looking around for people to talk to and you were just so awesome. You just jumped at the chance to get right there in the camera with me and answer some of my questions and all of that. It was a really fun interview. So I knew that we just had to have you for our very first guest here on our new show here. Awesome. I didn't know I was the first, but I always thought you were a good speaker. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, this is our very first show. We were really, we've been working really hard for quite a while to get it all together and everything. And we're just really, really elated to be able to be here today. And we have an actually just a really awesome show. We've had some really great guests already on yeah. the show, sharing some really awesome cool garden stories yep. so i think that's where we'll get started with why don't you let us all know just a little bit about your garden story and your garden experience uh well i've kind of started gardening very long when i was young i didn't you know take it seriously or actually being so intentional and you know being aware of like plants when i was young but that was my first experience when my grandfather gave me this like succulent like a queen of the nights or christmas cactus sort of a plant and i think he introduced me in a really like the right way because it already had like this flower bud that was about to bloom <laughs> so i didn't have this bad experience of like the plant dying on me um, and ever since then i've always found it to be very therapeutic but before taking it seriously i was just kind of like you know growing flowers or fragrant flowers or nursery shopping here and there but not until like mid 2000s something when I started getting more into um, like redoing the backyard not the backyard the patio section the patio garden and started growing like herbs and things like that and along the way of like assisting my dog's health and that has been really like a healing process and it's just it was just fun so kept going with that so that's when you uh, decided that you were going to get started and put all of your gardening experience onto YouTube? No, that's not. No? <laughs> no? No, that was how I started the garden, like nope. more serious in gardening. Um, YouTube, I was selling these like modern mold balls or little moss balls. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I was doing like terrariums, like just like crafty things that at that time. And there wasn't information online about it. I thought it'd be helpful for people and for, you know, customers, like the people who had bought the products and just helpful information. And I think there was like one video where I thought it was kind of fun to introduce some sort of herbal tea or or this funny thing where my dog was like eating a banana with the peel on or something. Cause 
I always wanted to do something more meaningful than just showing like the pretty things. So I wanted to share the things I know, like growing up, like more holistic aspect of and the more natural path, things like that. And then someone kind of spotted like, you know, the background about like a banana plant or something. And at that time, I was not even involved or, or watched YouTube. I just kind of got on there to start with, like I said, to be like providing information to customers about something not even like edible. <laughs> but then someone pointed out and they wanted to know more about the banana. So, uh, yeah, I started blogging more about um, edible plants and such. That's how it started. And then you, and you also had started up your website, wendyland.com. Yeah, because I was like on Etsy for a while. And then I started offering more plants because people were interested in the plants that I'm growing. Like I grow a lot of like medicinal herbs and, and like tropical leafy greens and things that are, I think, uh, yeah, you can't, it's hard to buy elsewhere. And I just kind of share like my life, you know, the things I grow and eat. And like, I even have like a little Instagram for my dog. And then like, she'll like what she eats. She has her green smoothies in the morning with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just people were interested in getting hold of these sort of plants. I started providing them on my website. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about, I've asked this question before to our other guest. What is your favorite plants to grow? so many <laughs> i don't know, put you on the spot like i have to well, choose tell us one tell us plant? a few of them tell us okay a, few, a of them. few of them um okay the tree collar is super cool uh i think it's pushing i have it actually i should really try to do the measurement on it but i think it's like 15 feet and we have like a rainstorm going on right now <laughs> it's kind of like slanted right now i'm so glad i had a lash on there i need to like fix that but I think that's one of my favorites. Uh, the yacon is another one of my favorites because it's just so delicious. It's pretty and the leaves are edible, many usage with it. And then you harvest the tubers to eat and they're just so sweet and refreshing, kind of like a fruit and vegetable in one. Um, uh, I just want to say like lots of fragrant herbs. I love scented things. Um, yeah just telling you things on top of my head okay they're not right. like like my yeah oh. you got, i've been to your gardens you have so many <laughs> really cool awesome things that you grow around your gardens like uh, yeah. you have a whole bunch of different mints too i think yes. we went around tasting I, all these mints last time we got together i have more now <laughs> <laughs> i want to start up like maybe because you know how mints are can be kind of invasive so we just yes. should be just be in like one separate container and they yes, say that you container those definitely i have a lot of things growing in a container anyway but i'm thinking maybe i would start up in like a um the green stock uh vertical garden so like mm -hmm. each tier would have like its own section for the mint um yeah. there's like all my kinds of mints you know ones that have more scented like citrus or or floral kind of scent um lime you know lemon orange oh, i just say citrus um something more unique like more like almost like perfume or more like sweet you know like mm -hmm. called the candy mint for example uh yeah i have all kinds of mint and then i'm really like a big sucker for things that smell like root beer so the root oh, beer yes. plant yeah is another one of my favorites yes i remembered that one that one's really great too and it does it smells like root beer it's amazing it does. it's super cool yeah <laughs> i just love all the scented flowers and greens and um 
and I healing know another earth. thing you that you really love to grow too and you've uh, done videos on is sweet potatoes right oh yeah i'm thinking of having a tower for different each tier again for sweet potatoes this year yeah i haven't told anyone that yet <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we've got an exclusive right here on the show, huh? Awesome. That's breaking the plan. news. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, breaking news. Yep. Because this one, my new favorite sweet potato right now, has these like deep purple leaves. And you know how their leaves are edible as well as the tubers? Yes. So like, it's just so nutrient dense, you know, like um, the, the tubers are not purple, but the leaves are. And I do grow the purple variety, like the deep purple, I think it was like stoke purple stoke or something or or purple yeah. passion or different kinds of like purple sweet potatoes but those don't have the purple leaves but the purple leaf ones don't have purple tubers but i grow both kinds so i have both right excellent <laughs> yeah really also like so many of those really cool different varieties of things that you've got in your garden and again i could tell everybody in the audience too is that you can check out our page our video homepage, and check out uh, a video that we did with wendy um, called the top 10 and i think that was another time i put you on the spot to oh, yeah. to pick out maybe top that, 10 that things video grown. would be helpful because right now i'm like can you tell me how about top 20 now my list has grown <laughs> <laughs> but again too i just get i'm so fascinated with small space gardening and being able to grow in in the you know just limited amount of space especially when you live in the city like you're down in yeah. los angeles there and so mm -hmm. if you're gonna you know if you're living in the city you're not getting very much space yeah. and you have like this little walk way kind of what Six runs feet along across. this yep yeah yeah it's i mean you can almost you know put your arms across it yeah you, you know. can you probably can i don't know i'm pretty short so well, just a few there might be off. there might be some room but... maybe just a few inches not much really yeah not even enough to squeeze another pot in so but yeah, that's another fascinating thing about the video that I did last time I was visiting there was just to get a cool little walk through in that space because it is it's really narrow. But <laughs> you really, really optimize that space by growing a lot of things vertically too. tell us a little to. bit about that. Uh, yeah, so I've learned to be a bit more handy around here because of the garden, you know, being my motivation. Uh, it's really hard to find things that fit exactly for my space because it's just either, usually they're just too big. I even had to modify one of the the, the metal raised beds because it's like two feet uh, deep or wide, which is like nothing for most people. But for me, my walkway is two feet. The walking path was two feet. You know? mm -hmm. So yeah, so I had to modify things. And that at that point, I was just thinking, I have to really start customizing my stuff because I waste so much time trying to find these things and they're not even perfect. So, yeah. So what are, the, what are okay, so let's dig into um, some of those things. So you're utilizing vertical space and I'll give you a chance to maybe name a couple of more things that you like in your garden here. What are some of those vertical growing things that you really yes. enjoy growing in your space? So I build a lot of trellises, but there's also really handy ones like thriving designs, um, like. They're basically just snap-on clips, but they're really sturdy. I've grown loofahs on them for a couple of years, and then I kind of kept them on there just for growing different types of vines now. But it's been on there for three years or probably over three years now. Um, they're really, really durable like clips that you can just clip onto different, like just regular uh, green garden stakes. 
So that's one that I use. And then I love using something that's super heavy duty if you're looking for something that I can literally hang on it like a monkey bar. In fact, that's how I put up, I don't know if you've seen my research shorts, I put up this uh, uh, rain uh, water catching system. And I think it looks like a flood table kind of a thing that I okay. found on the street. So I upcycled it and I put it on top there and I can get quite heavy with the rain and everything, yeah. but it's on that uh, structure. And that structure is made with, um, um, what is it called? Electrical conduits. Okay. And the yeah. connectors. So really sturdy then. Very sturdy because the, the connectors are also made of metal and it's, um, uh, they have all these kind of um, different connectors so that you can yeah. find them like, yeah, that fits things called like maker pipe tight maybe, right, something yeah. like that yeah but they're super sturdy very easy to use really like did you get up there and hang on it to see if it's gonna be I, yes i swing i sometimes <laughs> I swing a little bit on there i was thinking we can try to do pull-ups on there you know i kind I of built it for purpose yeah i think that's one of the greatest things about your videos and your channel and everything is just how much fun you have with growing and gardening and doing all of these great things it's just a you know, just the excitement that you have about growing just really translates so much through your videos. And I know that's probably one of the big reasons why you're really popular in doing that, because people love to have fun in the garden. It is. Yeah, it is fun. Like, I, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was just thinking sometimes I look around like, hmm, I had it pretty good during quarantine, you know, like there's so many things I can do out there. I can still get my exercise, my liftings <laughs> for the, the soil. I can hang on that structure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So we did touch on some of your favorite plants. Mm -hmm. How about we dig in a little bit on some of those least favorite plants that you, that you like don't really like growing or you might have a little more difficult time growing okay yeah um if the plants i don't i'm a very like i like a lot of good like things that are very accented like, or like that i find pleasurable the ones i don't really like the scent of i don't really care for them but if they do offer a lot of like medicinal value then i will grow it mm, the plants that i I wouldn't say they're like my least favorite to grow, but just for my particular space, it's small and there's not a whole lot of sun. Uh, my space is pretty precious to me. So I would only, I mainly focus on growing things that, that are hard to buy or that I know would be a lot better quality when I grow it. So like I would grow my, you know, we all know like homegrown tomatoes tasting so much better, even though you can buy tomatoes outside. I mean, you know, at the store, but I grow potatoes. <laughs> tomatoes for that reason but the things that i don't really care to grow uh would be like say broccoli or cauliflowers just for example just because they require a lot more sun and a lot more space and i can easily go pick that up at the store right uh yeah the carrots i have not had real success growing so hopefully this summer and as i've built up the beds having more sun i'll and to improve like putting I think I learned that you're supposed to put a lot more sand like really wants good drainage yeah. so yeah carrots is something I haven't actually have success growing yeah and with those two um, in your area also carrots really need to as the seeds are mm -hmm. starting to germinate on the top 
layer of the soil, they need to be able to stay moist. Letting yeah, them dry out doesn't like really work out. Yeah, so one of the yeah. tips that I have for helping you succeed a little bit with carrots would be to maybe take some like cardboard and make some cardboard that kind of goes over the top of it. Mm -hmm. That way you can help hold in some of that moisture right on the top layer and keep mm -hmm. those keep that soil a little wet there. And then you might get a lot more of those carrots germinating for you. So I do get them germinating, but the problem is that they, the tubers doesn't get very big. I get a lot of greens. And sometimes yeah. I can see them flopping over the greens because um, there's just, I think you get like zero to one to two hours of sun max sometimes in the winter. And I would really try to get those nice, big, plump, sweet carrots in the winter, you know, but it's mainly full shade and uh, yeah, and the patio. So my, my issue with carrots is that, yeah, the tubers, they don't swell. Barely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually... But with, I had luck with my carrots years ago when I first tried them, which mm -hmm. was one of those just kind of like, I think, beginner's luck when it came down to it. But you learned. And, well, I, I don't know if I learned necessarily <laughs> because the next couple of seasons, my carrots were terrible. And oh. I just had the hardest time with mm. them and everything. That very first time I did it, perfect. Just these awesome carrots. And yeah, everything. I think I remember seeing that. I was like, wow, I got to ask him yeah. how he did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and uh, I also use, you know, containers. So I got these elevated beds yeah. that I grow on my back uh, cement patio there. Mm -hmm. And so again, I was really kind of amazed. I was like, all right, I, you know, this really worked out in these, you know, large containers. And I made sure they were really nice and deep. Yeah. And again, like you were talking about, I made sure I had the sandy soil so that they could mm -hmm. really expand and all that. But I, I believe I used all of that same method that I did the year before in the next yeah. couple of seasons. And just, I don't know why, maybe it was the variety I was growing or something, but you know, it didn't really work out. But this last year, this last year, I got right back on it and had oh. some really good harvests, really great oh, carrots. Awesome. I love carrots. So it's one of yeah. my favorite things in the garden. And uh, really glad that, that that they finally worked out for me. <laughs> so what was it? Did you figure out or at least what did you do? I don't know. Like I said, I don't think I really changed much of anything, <laughs> you know, I, you know, and and again, I didn't necessarily have too much of a problem with germination, but I did try mm -hmm. that whole trick with like covering everything to make sure, because again, I was wondering like, oh, what's going on, you know, yeah. and I gave that a shot, let it, you know, and I don't know, it just kind of, they worked out and I grew probably about four or five different varieties of carrots oh, and cool. just every single one yeah. of them worked out so well. And again, too, it's just, you get this big old bushy containers yeah. it's got all these great greens coming out from it and it's the one issue with root crops you know mm -hmm. is that the tops grow really awesome and you're yep. just looking forward to it you know in those previous seasons or those in-between seasons for me i still mm -hmm. had this amazing green growth growing out of it yeah. but yet you know when you get down to it it's you know similar to like potatoes or anything like that you know mm -hmm. is that you get the green and you're like oh this is going to be great and yep. then you pull up and you go whoa wait a minute i know <laughs> What's going on here? especially when <laughs> it's kind of like bulging up a little bit you think there's more but you pull like that is all what yeah, you're seeing you know, that, is that it. ends up being this little <laughs> tiny thing on below it yeah uh, well, at least the, the at least the greens are nutritious i'm like mm, you know yeah that's the fun with the uh, root crops like that is not that grow below the ground like that is you you, you, you gotta wait until it's harvest time and it's always a surprise in which yeah you end up getting, but... yeah always a bit <laughs> anxious about that 
All right. So uh, we talked a little bit about um, what inspired and got you started with your YouTube channel there. Mm -hmm. um, so is there any favorite videos that you've made over the years? Hmm. Favorite. No, I'm really putting you on the spot. Here. <laughs> so many great ones. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh probably different series like um i wouldn't call actually series but like they can i group them <laughs> they're really a yeah. favorite or actually you know what i can probably tell you one of um, i think one of the yashitaba videos yeah about um it's a japanese medicinal herb and it's just okay. such a beautiful leafy green and it bleeds like this golden yellow color like the sap yeah yeah it's a really cool one and I think I did a video on kind of like the life cycle of it from like sprouting to um, flowering and then the plant dies back and you collect the seeds and you regrow them. And I think that was like really lush. It's almost like, so like just maybe five feet space I was growing it in. And it was just like they, they were in a row, but when you zoom into it, it just looks like a forest of them kind of like sweeping, you know. And yeah. yeah, that was just really beautiful. Something, I think I saw something beyond the video. It was kind of like, I'm like, I was in my little fantasy land. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then like garden tours. I like to see the, how yeah. my garden evolved. <laughs> yeah. That, and also one of the things similar to what I, you know, I love doing on my channel too, is actually visiting other people and getting to mm -hmm. do some collaborations. Yeah. So I know you've gotten to visit some really great gardeners out there too. You got any really cool collaborations you really enjoy doing oh they're all fun really <laughs> it's yeah. so hard for me to pick a favorite yeah i i just think um everyone kind of bring out a different side of you and a different kind of energy and yeah. inspire you in different ways like i think yeah. it was really fun like we just laugh at i don't know the silly things you said or i said or we forget things and then oh yeah as you're talking <laughs> yeah our conversation would spark more ideas yeah <laughs> um and i think i feel like that's kind of how it goes with different people yeah um, yeah i know yeah. you've done i know you've done several videos we both have with uh our good friend john kohler oh yeah He's a John's a really too. great guy. I really hope to have him on the show here sometime yeah. in the future and everything too. He was actually, he was one of those yeah. people that really, you know, I, he's really knowledgeable about all the things he does so much, you know, and gets real in depth with what he does in his, both of his gardens. Mm -hmm. And I remember I got the, in fact, he really kind of inspired me on the idea that, you know, to keep going and everything. Cause I'd yeah. followed this guy for many years before yeah. I even started the idea or thought of the idea of doing YouTube. And I was invited by another friend who was also a friend of his to go to his house in California and just kind of go help out with some things. And for me, Ooh. you know, being this, you know, YouTube garden nerd, I was just totally like, oh yeah, go over to John Kohler's place <laughs> to check out this garden that I watched him develop and build on all these videos for years and everything. Yeah. So I was totally in it. I was like, I don't care. Just send me out to go do some weeding, whatever. <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. And I was, I think I was down in one of his back spaces doing some weeding and everything. And he was just so cool because he came up to me he's like, Hey, you do uh videos you make a garden channel and mind you my channel was literally only maybe about you know 
two, 300 subscribers, you know, at this time, yeah. this is probably also around the time I first got to meet you too at the, uh, mm -hmm. the heirloom exposition. Oh yeah. But you were he, holding the camera for him. That was a super good video. Yeah. I got, yeah, yeah. And yeah. And it was from that too, that I ended up, you know, getting to uh, do uh, more things with well, him and make yeah. videos with him and everything. But he was just so cool. He was like, you know, here's this guy who's got this really successful channel and I'm out trying to make a channel yeah. and do this. And he's like, Hey, let's make a video together. And I'll tell yeah. you the funniest thing about this video too. So I was really excited. He's like, Oh my gosh, I get to make a video with John Kohler. This is going to be really great. I go and get my camera equipment. I set it all up and everything. Yeah. And he sits down and he does this really cool interview about pepper plants with me, right? Mm. So we do it. I ask him all these questions and we, we have this great back and forth. It was, you know, just really awesome and everything. And when I finished the interview, I turned to go check out the camera and mm -hmm. it wasn't recording. Oh, no. <laughs> but he was the coolest ever because he was like, you know what? I he make hundreds too. of videos. Let's just yeah. do it again. Yeah. Make sure you press the record. He'll probably button. have more to offer the second round, too. Well, you know, and the thing was, is we go through, we do the second round and everything and finally finish the video. And I press, I press stop on the video and he goes, yeah, I think the first one was better. <laughs> just joking. You know, he was just, he was just having fun with it all. It was really great, <laughs> but I really enjoy the videos that you get to do with him too. And everything as well. Yeah. He's such a great gardener. What's so funny is actually, I think we met him right around the same time. Yeah, I, I didn't even know who John Kohler was until I think uh, like I saw his name on the list of um, that the Heirloom Expo because we were both speakers yeah. at that time. Yeah. And, and then everyone they're like, oh, John Kohler is going to speak to him. Like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just doing my thing. He's a rock star there. He's totally a rock star Oh, totally. There. But like After I wasn't talk, like watching. people lined up for like. Yes just this big old line of people mind you yeah. that very first one that was the first time i got to meet him and see him i was in that line <laughs> well yeah i think i me too i mean i waited i was like well i guess he's like i didn't know that who he was until yeah. like i think one of my friends pointed out like oh you're going to this thing you know and then i started looking like watching like a couple of videos just to get an idea yeah. like who he is mm -hmm. and then i was like well when i was there i was like i guess i should say hi you know so I went up there at the, I think the crowd kind of faded. Yeah. I, I, I was like, hey, John. And he goes, you're like, girl, hey, you're much yeah. shorter in person. <laughs> oh, that's good but, stuff. But I was like, at, and he's like, you're the one, hey, you, you got more yeah. views than this. Like, I think it was a Genera Prokenbun's um, longevity yeah. spinach video or something. I was like, yeah. oh. I mean, I bet he, he's seen my video before. But that was just so hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And that was, a, you know, similar for me. I thought it was really great. But also when it came to you as well, I when I saw you there, I'd already seen you on videos on YouTube and everything prior to meeting you at that exposition and everything, too. Because like I said, I'll just I'm a I'm a YouTube garden nerd. I, I watch all sorts of videos and check out all sorts of different gardeners. So it was really awesome to get to meet you, too, that first year and everything. Yeah. And Likewise. then, you know, for you to be so welcoming and all of that too, similar to John and all of that. And, you know, I felt real nervous, of, you know, just this new channel and all of that. You know, just when, when do you want to do an interview? Let's see. And you were just like 
all up for it. We, you know, did this really great interview. And then from there, you know, was able to uh, continue building a really cool kind of YouTube gardening friendship with you. And we've done several other different meetups and videos and stuff since yeah. then too. So it's been really great, you know, as far as all of that goes. Yeah, so, I mean, we got to start from somewhere. <clears throat> that's right. So again, kind of on that similar line of, uh, of uh, you know, kind of favorites or anything, but uh, is there anything that you kind of wish to do or any kind of collaboration you haven't done yet or anything like that that you'd love to do for your channel? Hmm. Again, I'm putting ah. you on the spot today, <laughs> ain't I? <laughs> what did you say was collaborating or just kind of or, or anything you would like to do that you haven't done yet for your channel yeah uh i think i'd like to probably introduce more things with like how culture ties in with or my culture or you know culture because yeah. culture and plants are what we grow they kind of you know they're connected, right? Yeah, totally yeah, intertwined. Certain plants create, like, promote certain culture, or culturally, you, you know, you because of your culture, you grow certain plants, and yeah, they're just kind of like interconnected. So yeah, well, maybe let's, like, so let's dig that? into that. Let's dig mm -hmm. into that. We'll talk a little bit about your culture because I wanted to also ask you a little bit about a recent trip you made to Vietnam. Oh yeah, that Tell was us a little so bit about that. Fun, yeah. <laughs> Even though I went at the end of the year. I went to Vietnam, for some of you who don't know that. Um, and it was at the end of the year, so the monsoon season just passed. There's not a whole lot of fruits at that time, but I'm really thankful and surprised that I was able to see some pretty good fruits in the fruit orchards. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the coolest one was a durian, for sure. Oh, and um, yeah. Do they and then, really smell as bad as people say they do? Mm, no, I mean, I don't know. Should I give this away? Uh, no, I'm definitely one of the people that enjoy them. Uh, but I think it's hard to be neutral about it. It's one of those you either love or hate. Right. Or sort of like cilantro, I guess, too, right? Yeah. 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 I think some Chinese and some people say it tastes like soap or something weird about it because they're yeah. missing some sort of uh, taste, I think, and their taste buds. It's, it's different, I guess. Right. So um, the same for durian then as well. No, yeah, but you kind of sometimes I think it could be an acquired taste yeah. or texture. I think a lot of things also has to do with the texture that people are familiar with. Right. Um, yeah. Like I remember walking by like the some beach shore and it had like a strong sulfur smell. Yeah. And I think people were just so disgusted by it. Oh. <laughs> Walk as far. Like just, like, this yeah, like just because there were just like a bunch of little black flies and things laying around. And I was just like, just imagine their jury. And yeah. Yeah. Well, a little bit more about uh, Vietnam and everything yes. in your trip, you know, uh, even besides gardening or any of that other stuff. Um, what were some of the really cool things that you got to do on that trip? I mean, I think that would just be really fascinating, especially what you said that your culture is be able to kind of mm -hmm. dig into some of that, you know? Yeah. I've been really trying to like learn more Vietnamese. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm so serious about trying to get like the tones correct, like whatever language I'm learning or even just a, mm -hmm. a phrase or two that I say in any languages, you know, I just think you should give it, 
the respect and also it's just the it's just fun you know and to try yeah. to speak and sound more like a native yeah. <laughs> but it's like I'll, i think my my pitch and my tone is pretty good but then so people would try to have more conversations with me and then i'll just be like you know you know it's like some cartoons are like oh i don't speak this language but you'll say those few words like really well right. and they're just like yeah stop messing with me and then you're like, like really, you... that's all i can say yeah uh, they probably yeah they and... probably get at you a little bit you're like you're you're american aren't stop you messing. actually they don't most <laughs> no, people can't tell you can really get it through from. then oh, oh they good. think i'm more like from thailand or malaysia or philippines or something like a lot of right. people can't tell that I'm from the U.S. Uh, I don't know something. Like, may, yeah. Maybe you're the way I look or the uh, speak, and it's weird that they think that people come from the Western countries or have more pale skin. Like even if you're Asian, hmm. you right. just become more pale. But I'm like, yeah, but I garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and the food's really great, and I got to learn different kinds of. Uh, you know, orchards and farms and people there, you know, yeah. people who are some that are more wealthy would have their own farm where people farm and grow their own organic foods. Yeah. And yeah. And so I got to see different methods that they, they grow. So I'm slowly rolling out the film that I shot out there and share some techniques that I learned. And yeah. um, I think that was one of your, you uh, did a video too, I think just recently, your most recent video kind of comparing Vietnamese fruits with American fruits. Oh, yeah. 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 So it was nice that I got to have in that video, there were a few fruits that were more unique, but they're not like something super rare that people haven't seen. It's not like that. So I thought it would be interesting to do a comparison video. Like, how do they taste? You know, because they're both like conventionally grown, like the ones we can buy here and ones that you can buy out there. Um, yeah. yeah. And like, to my surprise, you know, the right. the ones we have here isn't all that bad. I think the quality honestly did went down over there as soon as like more conventional mass production kind of things, you know, techniques went in. Yeah, that kind of seems to mess things up, especially like with flavor and all exactly. of that. Exactly. So, you yeah. really have to find the homegrown gardeners or the organic farm, the small private farms out there. The fruits do taste amazing, but the ones you can just buy it out the streets are like, yeah. okay, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. How about uh, you got any sort of upcoming projects or any sort of upcoming videos that you're uh, looking to get released here soon or or planning on doing um yeah there is actually i'm doing a a talk with great grow along it's coming out in march oh, yes yeah i'm gonna yes. hop on the live and answer questions and like it's like a yeah there's gonna be a session i'm gonna be doing it's an online festival you guys should check it out um i'll, I'll give you enough info <laughs> absolutely we'll probably talk a little bit it's more about that too lots it's of really DIYs nice in there yeah if you guys are absolutely. into it DIYs. Like I focus on a lot of vertical gardening and awesome. uh, yeah. And um, as for my channel, yeah. answer your second question or second part of the question. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, I got to kind of built up a little more here and got a lot of work to do because I was away for a little bit, but I am looking forward to maybe even doing some different trips or even different events, you know, around town and kind of show people a little more like beyond my garden. Yeah. That would be exciting too. 
Yeah, so we did. We talked about how we met at the National Heirloom Exposition, mm -hmm. and they haven't been they haven't been able to uh, put on any of those expos for the last couple of years yeah. because of the pandemic and all of that sort of stuff. But they're finally gearing mm -hmm. up to get everything restarted, and this time yeah. you're not going to have to travel all the way no. across to Northern California because they're going to be right out there at the Ventura County Fairgrounds this yeah. year. Yeah, a little further for you, but closer to me. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, I really like Southern California, so it really, really oh, is right. a very, uh, great chance to get back down there and visit. And there's and really good beaches know. out there, too. Ventura, the water is actually cleaner. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you, you uh, are you going to be speaking this year? Or yeah. You gonna, you'll be uh, doing another... Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'll be speaking and I'll be there hanging out and shopping. <laughs> doing some panels and all of that sort of stuff, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. not till well, September. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. It's a couple of great ways to catch uh, Wendy here again, uh, checking out that great grow along. In fact, I think what we'll do is we'll try to maybe get a link or something like that down yeah, in the description. Great yeah, we'll get that down in the description below for people to check out as well, too, to go to Southern California here this fall and check mm -hmm. out Wendy and her speaking and Lots panels that she'll be speakers. doing down at the National Heirloom Exposition. So awesome. And uh, well, you know, it's been really awesome to have you here with us for our very first Let's Get Growing live cast here on the Urban Gardener channel. And uh, again, I just want to thank you so much for being so kind and open and, you know, doing all the sort of fun projects we get to do together on, mm -hmm. uh, on each of our channels. Plus again, joining with us here today. So thanks again, Wendy, for being thank our first feature guest. Awesome. Happy to be here. Excellent. Thank you again. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. All right. Awesome. Awesome. How about that? We got Wendy joining with us there. It was such a great conversation with her. And, um, you know, here we are, you know, we just right here at the end of our very first Let's Get Growing show. It's really awesome to have had all of you along with us here too and joining in. And uh, and uh, yeah, again, I hope you've all enjoyed our show today. And again, thanks to um, Mark, Mark Rache Colbert, who's going to be joining with us each week with his segment In the Garden with NBC. It's really awesome to have him here with us live and to kind of get introduced to all the things that you can look forward to with that segment coming up here in the coming weeks. And also following Amanda of the Ever Hopeful Gardener, really great conversation with her talking about compost and all of that too. Really awesome. And then again, too, having our uh, show sponsor joining with us as the channel of the week at Ivy Organics on YouTube. Um, and of course, having Wendy with us as our featured guest for our very first show. Now, remember, a good way to support our show is to support our sponsors there at ivorganics.com. And uh, they got a bunch of really great products and everything for you guys to shop there. And uh, if you're there shopping, be sure to use our promo code GROW10. That's G-R-O-W-10. And you'll get 10% off of all of the things that you shop there. And again, like I said, just a really great way to support our show. And um, also, I want you all to be remember to um, 
join with us again this next week for our second show where we're going to be featuring our featured guest Gardner Scott will be joining with us. Gardner Scott's a really awesome gardener, has a really great YouTube channel, and he's incredibly knowledgeable about all aspects of gardening. So we're really looking forward to seeing him. Plus, we'll have Ultimate Gardening joining with us as our channel of the week. And I'm kind of excited about talking with him about his channel. He has a lot of fun with everything he does on YouTube as well, too. So everyone be sure to give us a big thumbs up today for our show and our very first show here at Let's Get Growing. And also be sure to subscribe to the channel so that you can follow along with all of our great garden adventures here on the Urban Gardener channel. And so from all of us here at Let's Get Growing, I hope you have a great week and we'll see you this next Saturday. <music>